Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Damn, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. So you and your husband tonight will be a pretty standard night, correct? It's going to be like every other night. Every other night. <laughs> Who cares if it says Valentine's Day on the calendar? Yeah. You'll get your hydrangea sometime today. Fingers crossed, yes. My Thank hydrangea plant. And in return, you give him what? Is there a tradition he has every year? A big old hug. <laughs> he gets you something every year? You don't get him anything? I get him cards. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. I'll give him a card. But yeah, no, that's 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 literally it. When this is get, what happens when you've been with Sunny for 17 years. Uh, in the beginning of your relationship, did you guys exchange? I honestly have no <laughs> recollection whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was nothing. I don't think it was anything ever made. Valentine's Day, listen, you're either on one of two camps. Valentine's Day is a big deal and you go, you go over the top or Valentine's Day is just... Another day. Right. And for us, it's another day. We used to we used to do reservations at dinner. We used to do stuff like that. Like, I do remember that. But um, no shade to all the fantastic restaurants in town. They're so packed. Mm-hmm. And that, I honestly feel like they even cram in more tables and more chairs to fit more people. So you're literally on dates with, like, four other people because you're so close. <laughs> right. So we just, yeah, we just, we keep it simple. And now, ever since we had a kid... I have spent more effort on my son and my son's <laughs> Valentine's Day party than I did for my husband. That's and how it goes. That is how it goes. Yep. So Jimmy, when he comes down, has a cute little gift sitting on his chair. Um, his teacher's got a Valentine's Day gift. The carpool helper's got a Valentine's Day gift. The teacher helper's got a Valentine's Day gift. His classes, his classmates, because everybody was responsible for bringing in 12 Valentines for the students. That's where my energy yeah. went. Now, Mom, I'm interested in yours because you got a long-distance relationship going for two years now. So uh, mm. <laughs> what do you guys do? Nothing. Nada. <laughs> Nothing at all. I mean, uh, she's here. High five. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. Oh, she's in you. town. Oh, yeah, she would definitely be here to make sure I'm not with anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) She's on the first thing smoking to get in this week. (laughs) Did you mess with her, though, and say, hey, baby, instead of flying in on the 14th, can you fly in on the 15th, please? I should have, but I like my life. So, no, I I didn't play with her like that. That's also a side piece day, and she deserves top status. So she deserves to be here. But if she could leave by midnight, that would probably be good for (laughs) you. It would make my life more convenient. Yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure she's going to stick it out through the week. (laughs) Valentine's, Valentine's, side chick day, all of that. She's going to be there. So uh, I'm going to get her, like, you know, I'm, I don't, she's probably not listening. I'm going to just get her some flowers. I'm going to cook for her. 
get her a nice little bear or something. She knows that Valentine's is not my thing and I'm not into it. But I know that she would enjoy being appreciated, so I'm going to do something. So I was reading this morning that you fall into a very a, a um, more popular, it's becoming more popular now to just be kind of anti-Valentine's Day. You've never been into it. Never. I mean, I remember the first year I, I, that I was here and I spoke about that. I, I remember my DMs vividly. Uh, people were not so happy to hear me put Valentine's Day down. But I don't, I don't dislike it. It's just never really done anything for me. I always cared more about Black History Month, obviously. Um, maybe because I've never been married or I've never truly had like that real romantic relationship. It just, it was never a thing for me. The only time I really remember celebrating it as a boy with my mom. So I never got into it. So this is from the Washington Post this morning. It says that um, anti-Valentine's Day is really gaining a whole bunch of momentum. So it's not even like, I'm just not going to celebrate. Now it's like, let's get aggressive about being against it. Um, 14 more searches for anti-Valentine's Day merch this year on Etsy. 34% more uh, T-shirts saying, love is in the air, try not to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Uh, 3% of us plan to buy anti-Valentine's Day gifts this year. If you Uh, don't want to celebrate, just don't celebrate. Why you got to hate on everybody else who's celebrating? (laughs) It's the truth. I mean, there's not many more stats than that, but it's gaining momentum. I did tell her, though, because she's very big on getting things when they're on sale. Like, that's her thing. She hates when I buy things and they're not on sale. So I did ask her, would she feel away if I got her all her stuff the next day? Because that's when it's going to be yeah. on sale. So keep that energy. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't laugh. She didn't you, think that was funny. You did. You have maintained that uh, from day one on the Bird Show, that getting all the stuff the next day, you're going to save 75%. Everything. Mm-hmm. Bears, candy, chocolates, flowers, everything is literally 60% off the next day. Why does it matter if I get it to you the next day? It just makes sense <laughs> to me. Abby, what what are we doing for Valentine's Day, the single folk? Absolutely freaking nothing. And it's going to be glorious. I've got more money in my pocket. I didn't have to spend full price on chocolates and a bear for some loser who doesn't care about me. It's going to be me and my cat and Orange Theory today. And it's going to be great. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Me, my cat, and Orange Theory. This is just the same old, same old. For me, it's just another day where I'm not appreciated by men. So what else is new? (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, again, married, been with the same person 17 years, it's going to be me... Hot yoga and my son. <laughs> but you have other days, Kristen. No, okay. All right. I, I'll give you that, Abby. Yeah. I'll give you that. Don't you try to out um, pathetic Abby. Oh, I'm yeah. not trying to out pathetic. Because you're going to lose every time. No, nobody's more pathetic than me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to let you re- wear that crown proudly. I'm just trying to make the girl feel better. All right? <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, Jackson, man. Some tension in the family here, or is this with friends over cash? Uh, this is with family. Family. Yeah, um, so this is a, definitely a touchy subject, but um, so one of my cousins just recently turned 30, and uh, to celebrate, he decided that he wanted to plan a big guy's cousin's trip for this year um, to celebrate to go skiing. And so this one had been in the works since, I would say, last summer. So this is months and months and months early advanced planning, right? So he starts a group message with all of us. Hey, I've got this plan. I think we should all go skiing next year. It's my 30th. I think this would be great. And of course, when you're planning something that far in advance, everybody's in, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course, we're going to be there, right? And so 
um, slowly, of course, my cousin, who is taking this very seriously, starts planning it and starts looking into flights and looking into Airbnbs and, you know, getting all of the logistics in order for this trip, picking weekends. So the first thing is picking dates. He's asking us, oh, which one of these works for you? Let's vote on them. Let's figure out what works for everyone. Everyone's being very responsive and, and very, you know, attentive to this entire process. Um, next thing that goes out is Airbnbs. Here's choices one, two, and three. Everyone, please vote, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, just the general way that you plan a trip, right? And so we're going through this entire process, and one of my cousins who said that he was in from the very beginning started kind of not responding a little bit more to some of the messages. That's your telltale mm-hmm. sign. Mm-hmm. Right. You Somebody's about to bail. Yeah, you mm-hmm. could feel that momentum and starting that's- to fade away. <clears throat> Right. And it's okay if you bail. Like, you know, we didn't want to force anyone. This is not a cheap trip by any means. Like if money was an issue, like, you know, we would totally get any reason. If you just straight up didn't want to come, if skiing's not your thing, like you could totally say that. Um, And so we didn't know, though, because he hadn't really been saying much, but was still on the initial messages was saying that he was in and he would float in every once in a while saying that he was still interested. Right. And then it wasn't until the actual Venmos went out about a month and a half ago when he really pushed back and was like, I never committed to this. This was never something that like I said that I was for sure going to do. And now that puts everyone else in a weird situation because we have paid, an, you know, one, you have to pay in advance for a lot of these things. And two, you're splitting amongst a lot of different people, right? And so the less people that end up coming, the more expensive it is for everybody else. And so when you're under the assumption that someone's going to be there and then they bail last minute and don't want to pay anything, like mm. it, it puts us in this very weird spot. And so I'm wondering, like, is this something that we push and make him pay for? Or is this something mm. that we just kind of let go because, you know, the relationship with the family is more important. Well, you have the group text. Do you have the receipts of him saying, yeah, I'm in? Yeah. Okay, then I would screenshot that, hit it back, and be like, yo, bro, you said you were in. You got to cough up the cash. It's not fair to make us pay for you. And give me the math on it again. How far in advance did he just say, like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to make it? This is probably, once the Venmos went out, which was probably early January. Early January. Yes. So okay. it was like a little over a little over a month before the trip. Exactly. Here's the thing. I've been in so many group messages where group trips are being formed and there's a lot of pressure to go because if you don't go, you look like a bad friend. And it's hard because for like a birthday trip, for example, it's essentially somebody asking them to give them an XYZ amount dollar present. So if it's a thousand dollars to go to Park City, Utah, you're essentially asking somebody and granted, you're getting the experience of skiing. It's not just completely selfish. You're asking someone to give you a thousand dollar gift. And that can be a very uncomfortable thing to be like, I can't afford that, especially if you're thinking, how can I afford this? I want to go. I want to be a part of it. But at the same time, the reality of the finances, it's it's just looming over your head. And then that Venmo comes in and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to actually be able to make this work. So I really feel for him in this instance. I think it was unfair. I think he should have been up front. But at the same time, at least he said something and didn't just wait until the last minute. And also, really quick, um, like if there was something that happened, like if he lost his job or something like that, I think that would obviously be like a valid excuse. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of these last minute pullouts. They, they are frustrating. I feel your pain. Uh, what I would personally do is if he genuinely said I'm in, because I've had people say I didn't exactly say I was in. I just, uh-huh. But if he said yeah. that, then I think y'all have every right to ask him. You can't force him. But maybe a backup plan, what I've seen happen in the past is, okay, so if you're not going to come, but you said you were in and you're not going to pay the full price, give him a gift. 
Give him a portion mm. of what you were going to pay and consider mm. it a gift to his birthday so that everybody doesn't at least have to pay as much as they would have. Okay. Yeah, I, like that. I, I think I'm with Mo here also. I don't know that I would press him. I, I, gosh, I think I would probably ask for some. Mm-hmm. And if he could, great. If not, he's feeling he's not obligated because it's a month out still. So he probably doesn't even understand the whole situation. Yeah. And I mean, Abby, to your point, I get that it's an incredibly uncomfortable situation to be in. I guess just in my head, you don't have to do it in the big group text, but, you know, text the guy on the side and just be like, hey, look, I'd really like to come and I'd really like to support, but it's just not going to work out for me. And that's all that needs to be said. And then that's end of conversation, you know? So I just hate that it has to come to this point at some times, you know? The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Kanye West kicked her off the VMA stage 15 years ago, so Taylor thought, I'll kick you out of the Super Bowl. Or at least that's what reports are saying. Does she have that power? Uh, Taylor has all the powers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It goes... God. Okay. <laughs> Taylor. Got it. Okay. Now, Taylor might be a couple steps above God at this point. The Tay voodoo is so real. The amount of 13s, which is her favorite number, that were thrown into the Super Bowl at some... I don't, that woman is a witch. I'm terrified of her. And I, I'm the one out here buying her cardigans and wearing her merch, but... She's Taylor Swift. Well, anyway, an ex-NFL star, Brandon Marshall, is claiming that Taylor Swift had Kanye West removed from the Super Bowl after he allegedly purchased seats right in front of her suite at the game. So this is all from his Paper Root podcast. He's saying that he did it specifically to get some airtime. Kanye West pulls up to the Super Bowl. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Taylor Swift's booth. So anytime they were going to be showing her, Kanye's face was going to be there. He had a a mask on with his logo on a mask, Mm -hmm. right? Typical Kanye. And then he said Taylor got really mad, obviously, and kicked him out. Uh, Taylor Swift gets pissed off. Seat Boom Boom makes a call or two. He gets kicked out the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity, but that's what he tried to do. He tried to sit in front of Taylor Swift. And who is this again? This is Brandon Marshall. He's a former NFL player with a podcast called Paper Root. Yeah, I don't know if I believe this. He's he's always been a little on the lippy side. Always. That's that's (laughs) the first reason I don't believe it. And the second reason I don't believe it is because I don't think this would have happened and Kanye would have not said anything. Exactly. And also, you don't just roll up to the Super Bowl and buy a ticket in front of the suite. Like, that's... Well, I, don't, I don't even know how he would know that information, and I like. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. And remember, she wasn't even booked in that till like a couple of days beforehand because yeah. Travis bought that suite for a million dollars. So I don't believe any of it. Uh, and, but man, he has really become the villain. Man, just even in the rumors, he's just become so villainous. And everything he does. And, I mean, that's a lot of that is self-imposed. Yeah. But one thing for sure, Kanye not going to miss an opportunity to get some attention. Yeah. So he he would have ran to a camera immediately and said that this happened. Oh, he would have found some paparazzi and been like, Taylor Swift just kicked me out of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Thousand percent. If their whole relationship wasn't based on him being a big old D-bag and trying to steal her time from uh, the Grammys years and years and years ago. You remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would almost say, like, whoa, what a brilliant ploy on his part to embrace his villain. Uh, because uh, it would be pretty smart to, like, buy that in front of the suite so he's going to be on there every single time. But because it was, it started on such a, I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for, 
D-baggy road where he tried to steal the attention away from, I think at that point she was a teenager. She was literally 18. It was yeah. for her first big album, Fearless. I mean, think about it. It's this girl who's freshly out of high school and Kanye West comes up on yeah. stage and, t- and tries to steal your moment. So there's a couple reasons why I know this is not real. The first thing is that Brandon Marshall said that he had a logo on his mask. He didn't have a logo. He had a crucifix between his eyebrows, which may be some kind of logo or nod to his merchandise, but... It's Jesus's logo. It was Jesus's logo. Uh-huh. It's the Christian logo. That's, this- that's the Christian version of this, the Nike swoosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to crucify him. And the second thing is that I saw a photo of Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey at the Super Bowl where Lana Del Rey is actually in the seats in front of her and they're like touching hands or something. I didn't know why Lana was there in the first place because then she went up to the suite. So that's how... Uh, I know Kanye wasn't there because there's no way that Taylor's just going to be casually like talking to Lana if Kanye's two seats down. And the third reason I know is that Kanye's rep came out and said, this is a completely fabricated rumor. It is not true. So those are our three reasons. But Kanye West is still continuing to be the villain in Taylor Swift's story. He recently put out a new song called Carnival where he name drops her again. He's already done this once in a song called Famous where he said that Taylor Swift owes him some special favors. In a new song, in a very explicit paragraph that I will not read. He name drops her and says, I made six Taylor Swift, which I don't 100% know what that means. Yeah, see, here's what uh, Kanye is doing, and it's really, you know, as much as I dislike the guy, he's really, really smart. Uh, With that commercial that he did for the Super Bowl on his iPhone, he knew people were going to be talking about that, and he also knows that there is no bigger celebrity in the world than Taylor Swift. So, I think they call them the heel in wrestling when you're the bad guy. He's the heel now. And he knows, like, people will hate him at such a deep level if he goes after Taylor Swift that it will keep him in the spotlight. He's very, very smart. Yeah. It is, it is smart. I just, I feel like because Taylor Swift is so big now, it just makes it corny. Like, when I, you did it before, yeah. it was different because she wasn't as big. Of course, everybody wants to say something to get some of Taylor Swift's spotlight now. So for Kanye to do it as big as he is already, mm. it feels corny. It feels pathetic to It me. does. Yeah. It's desperate. It makes sense why he ended up marrying Kim Kardashian, because I feel like that's the one thing him and the Kardashians have in common. They know how to make a headline. All right, the 49ers are under fire after claiming they didn't know about an overtime rule change that led them to lose. Losing the Super Bowl. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Black History Month, so we're trying to help black-owned businesses. Do you have one? Kristen, how do you get involved? All you have to do is go to theburtshow.com. You go there and you click the link about supporting black-owned businesses. Uh, You fill out the quick form that we have there, and then next week we could highlight your black-owned business on The Burt Show. Mo, tell us why that's important. Uh, It's important because you are doing more than just supporting black business when you support a black business. You're supporting black entrepreneurship, which is very rare. You're supporting the black community, and when the black community is supported, it's better for everybody in the entire economy because you do things like help low-class families who would never have an opportunity to become a middle-class family do exactly that. So it goes a long way whether you help with money, time, or advocacy. You can go to theburtshow.com. All right, so I got a question for you here, Mo. It's a weird Friday night, right? So <clears throat> we had a, um, a bird show party on Friday night, and I knew that we were going to be talking to listeners. We were going to be having a great time. I was going to be my best extrovert self, which really isn't a problem for me. I just knew that I need a little downtime before I have to be, you know, like kissing babies and shaking hands and stuff like that. If there's a baby in a bar, we were at the wrong gig. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I have never done this before, and I don't know why I felt like it was rude because I've always wanted this. I called this invention before it was even on the app that 
Uh, when you order an Uber or a Lyft, you should have the option to just say, hey, I don't want to talk or I'm open to talking, right? Dialogue is cool because a lot of times I'll just get into that Uber or that Lyft and I don't want to be left alone, right? Never actually used it before because for whatever reason, I don't know, I felt awkward. I felt rude. Like, just don't talk to me. <laughs> this time I did because I knew we were all going to be hanging out and talking to listeners, right? So I specifically put the shut up preference, right? He must not have seen it. <laughs> That's happened to me before. Okay. Uh-huh. Because it was like as soon as I walked in and I got into his car, it was like he hadn't talked to anybody in a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> or he's got kids and toddlers and has the first adult conversation he had in a very long time, right? So he just, he was going for it. So I'm in the back and I just kind of put my phone down going, okay, it's not going to be a long time here. <laughs> here we go. Um, so he's telling me his life story and somehow, some way he was, uh, it, it was a black driver and he was telling me on his last job, this is how random this got. Um, he went down this wormhole of him getting into a fight with a coworker, a physical fight with a coworker, right? <laughs> he's telling you everything. He's telling me everything, <laughs> right? Spilling all the tea. <laughs> he's saying his shoulder's never been right. He kicked the guy's ass, but he fell as he was kicking his ass, and his shoulder's never been right. Of course. <clears throat> and as he's telling the story, he's like, man, I should have known this was coming, because you can't have two light-skinned black dudes in the same room together. And he kept going on with the conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. Excuse me. Caucasian question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did you say? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody knows this. You can't have two light-skinned brothers in a, in a room together at the same time. There's going to be tension. And I said to him, is that a you thing? Or is that sort of a known-in-the-community thing? And he said, oh, no, no, no. Everybody knows that, right? So I let it go, all right? And I put it in the back of my head, and I'm like, I'm going to need an explanation on this. Is this a Uber driver-specific thing, or is this a real theory? It's a part of the black community. And it is. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's it's two sides to it before people start coming for me. There's a serious side to it, and there's a joking side to it. The serious side is a lot of black people consider it colorism and don't like it. Like, we're just black, period. Stop dividing us by mm-hmm. if you're brown skin or if you're light skin, and you're on that side of it. The joking side to it is it's kind of always been said that for whatever reason, light-skinned men are more emotional and more uh, petty, if you will, than brown-skinned men. I'm not saying that it's true, Uh but it's been said. So a lot of the times you'll get jokes as a light-skinned black guy like, here you go being emotional. That's (laughs) that's the light-skinned in you. You care too much. So it's it's like it's always been a joke. So if you put two light-skinned dudes together, you pretty much expect for some fireworks to happen because they both going to be emotional about something. Okay. So, I, I mean, I think I did ask the one follow-up question, um, and I really felt like I was on very awkward ground. Like, I don't know this dude. It's not like me asking you a question where I know it's going to be well-received. But I said to him, like, um, what's the reason for that? I mean, if you have this in common, wouldn't you guys, like, support each other in every room? And I was probably like, he's probably like, this freaking white guy. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. He's probably feeling the same way about me. Oh, there's going to be follow-up questions? <laughs> probably exactly how you So why is it not like that? I don't know. Honestly, it's um, it should be. That's the, I mean, and if you speak to, like, the older class of black people, most of them hate it. They hate the fact that there's any type of divide within the black community. Uh-huh. But it's just always been a thing. I'm not exactly sure, like, how it originated or where it came from. But growing up as a kid, even, if you had a light-skinned guy in a group and it was only one light-skinned guy and everybody else was brown-skinned, he got a lot of those jokes. Like, to this day. 
day. If you're light skin, if you we got a light skin cousin, we call him light bright. Like it's just <laughs> Yeah, it's like you you just get a lot of jokes for being light skin. That's kind of how it's always been in the black community. I mean, this sounds so silly, like in the white world. Like I just don't get along with people that are whiter than me. Yeah, yeah. Like me and Cassie can never get along. You see how, how pale she is? Well, so it's kind of similar to when, like, y'all will make jokes with each other when you say something that's white and you go, wow, you white, white. Like, that's, uh. it's, it's kind of like that. All right. Those jokes only happen around you, by the way. Oh, they, that's not a thing? It is. I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now I see how I feel. The Bird Show. All right, Abby, you think that Mo and I are shoving you down a road that is not going to do you any good in the dating world. <laughs> yeah, you've challenged me to give up men for 30 days, and I'm still single, so clearly this challenge is working. But my friend <laughs> may not be. She's definitely not following the same rules, and she's getting very different results. So I'm on week three of this four-week boy sobriety challenge. I'm totally fine. No, I'm just kidding. Have you really <laughs> indulged? in it though have you really committed to this yes i literally okay. have not spoken to a man in what 21 days however long and honestly it's working a little bit too well like i mean i'm not i'm genuinely not pursuing guys but honestly now the thought of having to hold a conversation with a man in a romantic light <laughs> makes me want to throw up like i know it's valentine's day <laughs> i know it's valentine's day and i'm joking about being single because like that's the hyperbolic humor in me but i genuinely the thought of having to go out with a man and try and impress him makes my skin crawl in this, in this moment in time. So the theory here was the less you attention you give to men, uh, you will give off this air of like, I just don't care one way or the other, which for whatever reason, men are attracted to. Yeah, I feel like I've just swung on the complete opposite direction. Like I'm on probably the wrong end of the pendulum where I'm just like, stay away. So anyway, this weekend, me and my friend, we end up going to a very male dominated environment. We decide to go to a sports bar to watch the Super Bowl. You're really testing yourself here, aren't you? Really, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, a, like an alcoholic and just having like a wine flight in front of them and just <laughs> sitting there and going, are you going to take a sip? So I go to this Super Bowl Super Bowl party at the bar, and I'm already kind of getting in the vibe of I'm not there to impress anybody. I'm genuinely there to watch my boy Travis and Taylor get together after they win the Super Bowl together and just enjoy my time with my friend. So I throw on a pair of, like, baggy jeans. I've got a T-shirt on. I throw on my Tavis Nation hat and my sneakers and no makeup. I'm going in with the vibe that I just genuinely don't care because that's how I feel. I'm like, I just want to watch the Super Bowl mm -hmm. and have a Coke Zero. My friend, completely op opposite end of the spectrum. She's got her tight bodysuit on. She's got her tight jeans on. She looks amazing. She's got her windswept hair. She's ready to go. She's got a mission. So we roll into the Super Bowl bar and I have realized that in this experiment, I have to play a little bit of a character because there is a moment where the boy alcoholic in me thinks I need to go out and get attention. I need to look mm -hmm, him in. So mm -hmm. I realized I need to play like a character. So I start saying these mantras in my head. I say, I am the most interesting person in this bar. Everybody should want to come up and talk to me. I don't, that, that sounds very narcissistic. I don't genuinely feel that way, but I tell myself that. So Here's that I, where you mess this up. You shouldn't have said this to yourself. You should have jumped on a chair <laughs> and yelled that in the bar. Yeah, and then I'm going to end up on Reddit. It's like Abby from The Bird Show is a raging narcissist. So I'm walking in just with the thought of don't talk to anybody. Just stay with your friend, get your Coke Zero, hang out at the bar, and focus on yourself. So I'm saying my mantras to myself, and we're posted up in front of a TV. And I'm watching the game, 
and I'm genuinely interested because for the first time, I actually have a stake in the game when it comes to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Normally, I'm just watching it. I'm there. I'm there for yes. the alcohol. I'm there for the snacks. Oh, not this year. You're diehard. You've been rooting for the Chiefs now for at least three months. Yeah, <laughs> maybe four. And the I, day they qualified <laughs> for the playoffs was the day you became a huge fan. No, the day that Taylor Swift showed up in that Super Bowl or not Super Bowl in the Arrowhead sweep box was the day I became a diehard Chiefs fan until he breaks our heart and then I will go back to somewhat being indifferent about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm standing there. I'm posted up in front of the TV. I'm sipping my Coke Zero. I've got my girls around me. We're chatting. We're watching the game. I'm invested. I'm a little mad because it was a very boring game for the first like three quarters. And my friend, like every couple of minutes or so, would do what we would normally do at a bar. She'd go, I'm going to go take a lap, mm -hmm. which is code for I'm going to go look for the men. Sure. So I'm standing there. I'm watching the game. And she goes to take a lap. And then when she came back, literally every single time she would have a new man. She brought a very tall man in a Broncos jersey, of all things. I'm looking at him. I'm like, why are you wearing a Broncos jersey to a Chiefs versus 49ers tailgate? And he didn't want to talk to me. He just wanted to talk to my friend. And then once she ditched that guy, she took another lap, found another dude, brought him back to the bar. And it's just like this carousel of dudes. And I'm like, maybe it's not the desperation you seem to think that I'm giving off. Maybe it's just me. Because my friend is out here exhibiting the same behaviors we would normally exhibit together, mm -hmm. except for the fact she's scoring and I'm not. Yeah, you better speak to this, Ma. Uh, no, I was hoping you would take this one. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be down bad. I don't got nothing. No, is it is it something too that this was maybe the one night where guys go out and really don't, I guess, put a lot of effort into getting the attention of women because they truly do want to go out and watch the Super Bowl? I don't know. Um, I don't think so either. Um, well, obviously, the guy in the Broncos jersey had no horse in, or, you know, dog in the fight. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Which is weird because they're like rivals with the Chiefs. Um, I don't know, man, because I think that even any time a guy goes out, it's sort of always on his antenna. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying here. <laughs> okay, I'm just ugly. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're it's not. It's the Burt Show. <laughs> it could just be you. Let's, let's get out of the break. Yeah, it might just be you. <laughs> it's your friend. It's your friend. It's not you. It's your friend. You need yeah. a different friend. For sure. <laughs> Maybe you should give up humans altogether, not just guys for the month. It's just humans. Everybody goes, literally, everybody goes through a slump. You're in a slump. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. The good news is slumps end. What you need is a good slump buster. You need to find yourself no. a guy that's five foot two, okay, that, you, that is desperate for love, right? Yeah. And way beneath what you would normally go for. And just get out of this slump, girl. Go find yourself a good slump you buster. You just got to get a hit. You just got to get on base. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather it. give up humans, period. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, so she just starts dating this guy, but there's a rumor that he has a long-term girlfriend. So Lisa here, who's on The Voice Disguiser, wants to know if she's the side piece. Hey, Lisa. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm a little nervous. Yeah, today would be a really crappy day to find out that your boyfriend is, uh, or that you're the side piece. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about right. All right, so give us the history here of this guy and what's making you think, like, okay, maybe something shady's going on. So we haven't been going out for that long. We just had our first date last weekend, but I've had a crush on this guy for, like, two years. Um, but we're just getting to know each other. And my coworker told me that he's definitely in a serious relationship, that she's friends with a mutual friend of his supposed girlfriend. 
Um, but he's been texting me, you know, all day, every day since we ran into each other when he asked me out and maybe he's love bombing me. Um, I just don't know how you have time to entertain somebody as much as he has been when you have a girlfriend, but um, ready to find out so I can just not waste my time anymore. Yeah, I'd rather find out sooner than later, right? Going to waste all that time. Oh, my God, yes. And then find out, yeah. So let's just go through this. If you find out that you are the side piece, is there going to be any kind of communication with this guy at all, or is this just a ghosting situation? Oh, no, I'm just going to block him on everything. Okay. And you said this has been going on for how long now, this relationship? Just a couple of weeks. Okay. All right, uh, who wants to take it from here? I got the email. All right, so we've sent a fake promotional email to the address Lisa provided us for him. He was offered a free bouquet of flowers and was able to choose from several options with pictures. In exchange, he was asked to share five promo codes for 30% off a future order with his friends and family. The first option was long-stemmed love, two dozen long-stemmed roses, the quintessential bouquet for your one and only Valentine. The second option was my funny valentine burgundy ranunculus mixed with mariposa carnations it's a passionate gift for the woman who doesn't love the traditional the third option was midnight moments dark purple tulips scattered with delicate white baby's breath it'll have her thinking about what's to come and the fourth option is sweet dream a sweet bouquet of her of all her favorite king-size candy treats. Make her Valentine's Day as sweet as you are. The first promotional email was sent at 9.43 a.m. yesterday, and at 12.02, he ordered flowers. And he chose long-stemmed love, the two dozen long-stemmed roses, the quintessential bouquet for your one and only Valentine. And this is getting sent to Tanya, which, Lisa, this is not your real name. He set the delivery for this morning to a business address. The note on the card says, to my forever Valentine, I love you. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Lisa's just been confirmed. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Well, Luther. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Don't speak to yourself like that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure she was talking about him there, Bert. Oh, oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> now, the good news here, uh, Lisa, is that we do have that business address. I'm just saying. Uh, I have an idea. Okay. Oh, there you come. Sh- we should show up to the business address and take out Tanya? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so this is, I mean, Tanya probably has no idea. So she's in the same boat as you. So we have no hate towards mm. Tanya because he's cheating on Tanya with you, right? So. Yeah. And th- this is still s- somewhat fresh, but you still invested some time. I would be I would be peeved if I were you, obviously, because this guy has been a, a D-bag and a liar. So we don't have, like, we don't buy the flowers or whatever. But if you want to go to the grocery store and grab some flowers <laughs> and then go to the business address Ooh-hoo. and give them to her, yeah, you- don't say anything. Take a picture for confirmation of delivery and then we can send it to his email and just you giving her the flowers and let him know oh God, that the delivery great. was successful where does this darkness how, how do you come, come from? up with such evilness i don't know 
so easily. I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> scared. Because you know how like Amazon drivers will always take a picture of or, or like like DoorDash like they'll take pictures yeah. of yeah. like your stuff on your doorstep or whatever. So this particular florist loves to take um, confirmation yes. photos. So. Get get a photo of you handing her the flowers, and then we'll send it to the email. And so he knows that his side piece handed his girlfriend flowers That's for Valentine's brilliant. Day. That is, yeah. Yeah. that is legit. Make, Thank you. Make Lisa. sure you flip him off in the photo too. Give him the bird. Lisa, do you have the time and the balls to do that? Yeah, I mean, obviously that is effort, and I I don't blame you for not wanting to put another ounce of effort into this relationship. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I made plans with my girlfriend. No, like, because I didn't have plans with this guy since he already has plans. Um, so we'll see. Maybe it'll be a, a girl thing that we do together. Oh, I love that. Even I love that even if, more. If, if you can squeeze it in at lunch today or something like that, I think that would be like you're going to go out, go out, do this, and then go to an awesome sushi place, <laughs> get you a glass of Sauvignon Blanc, and cheers to our. Um, diabolicalness. This might be the best plan you've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. This I'm really proud it, of right? this. I'm not going to lie. Lisa, uh, let me put you on hold and I'm going to have Tommy really try to talk you into this. <laughs> um, you could do this at 9 in the morning. You could do it at yeah. 10. In the, you could do it before your day even starts. Yep. Mm-hmm. How stunned would he be? And what a great way to get out also uh-huh. is you send this picture to him so he knows and then you block <laughs> him on everything. Never talk to him again. Damn, Lisa, this is beautiful. Do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Okay, let me put you on hold, Tommy. I'll give you the, the address, and then let's check back with you tomorrow. I mean, we'll even reimburse you for the flowers you buy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Just for our pure entertainment. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not only that, I'll give you another $250 out of, <laughs> for it up in here. Out of the Bird Show budget right there. Yeah. Okay, right. I think I'm done. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave now because it's not yeah, gonna go get ahead. any better than yeah, that. I, I agree. You should just leave the you show now. Retire, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Mo? It's been 21 years. I think I'm about ready, baby. Yeah. Yeah. If you beat me to it, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> get it? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. This sort of feels like saying in the middle of a courtroom, well, I shouldn't go to jail because I didn't know it was illegal. This is the reason the 49ers didn't win an overtime at the Super Bowl. But who is at fault? So in the playoffs, there's an overtime rule change. Normally, in overtime, you just want to get points on the board as soon as possible. You want the ball first. But with the rule change, both teams gets, get p- possession mm-hmm. of the ball no matter what. So it's not who scores first. No. Mm-mm. Everyone's going to get a chance to score. So you honestly, you want the ball second. So you know it, so you know if you should go for a field goal or a touchdown. This is the fatal mistake that the 49ers made in the Super Bowl. So the 49ers, after the coin toss and after the ref explained the rules, end up going for a field goal, thinking we just got to get points on the board. That was a dumb move because then the Chiefs go in for a touchdown and end up winning. So Kyle Juszczyk from the 49ers says this all happened because he didn't even know about the playoff rule. You know what? I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime. So I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win. But I guess that's not the case. Um, so I don't really I don't totally know the strategy there. No, no, we haven't talked about it. So people are wondering who to blame, the players or the coach? Well, um, we do the show from Atlanta, right? 
So the name Kyle Shanahan for us gives us shivers. <laughs> Years ago, when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl and they were winning the game 110 to three, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator at the time. All they really hit the Falcons had to do was run the ball for the end of the game, and we would have won the Super Bowl. But this bonehead, Kyle Shanahan, has Matt Ryan throwing the ball all over the field. To make a long story short, the Patriots come back, and they beat the Falcons 111 to 110. <laughs> That's how I remember it. He's also now the head coach of San Francisco 49ers. Okay, He's the head coach. It's right on him, and I'm glad the dude lost. <laughs> I, I definitely blame the coaching. I mean, it's a little blame to go around because the rule changed a couple years ago, I believe. It wasn't, like, brand new. But... The the Chiefs said that they went over that rule uh, during the week of the Super Bowl, right before the game, and the 49ers coaching staff never went through it at all. So I think once you hear that, it's easy to put it on the coaches. I think for two head coaching, well, he's a head coach once and an offensive coordinator the other time, for messing up the Super Bowl twice for his teams, the NFL should say, you're never allowed to coach in this game ever again. <laughs> we are never, ever getting back together, him and yeah. the NFL. <laughs> you can make it to the NFC Championship there. game or the AFC, <laughs> but you're not allowed to coach in the Super Bowl ever again. Sit <laughs> yeah. it out. <laughs> All right, we got a tone deaf alert because Alyssa Milano is at it again. So we oh. talked about her pretty recently. <laughs> she put out a GoFundMe link to raise $10,000 for a trip for a kid's baseball team. And her and her husband, uh, very rich. So people yeah. are like, why the hell are you doing this? Well, now she's posting photos of her and her son at the Super Bowl. So now people are <laughs> rioting <laughs> in the comments being like, weren't you just asking us for money like a week ago? And here you are at the Super Bowl? For context, this isn't your, obviously it's a Super Bowl. It's not your average football game. But I'm sure you're thinking, oh, maybe it's the cost of like a big concert t mm. ticket. Like maybe like a Beyonce concert, you know, 1000 2000 for a seat. The average cost per ticket sold, according to StubHub, mm -hmm. was $8,400, which is conveniently almost as much as her kids' baseball team GoFundMe. Now, so. uh, Alyssa Milano, I don't know that she's getting like million-dollar deals anymore, but I think she's married to a dude that's super-duper-duper rich. So when they go online and they ask for this GoFundMe money for their kids' team, did she ever circle back around? Because she was getting a lot of heat for that right off the bat. So what was her reasoning? I can't remember what she said, but she, she, doubled, she down. doubled down. She doubled yeah. down on she, it. She doubled down like she was she was completely flabbergasted at the response did not see this coming at all and that, yeah it was really I weird wish. and like it would have been one thing if she shared it from another parent on the team or something like that but the fact that it was her son's team and right. she originated it it's like dude this is such poor taste by the way she's worth 10 million dollars wow okay. so she's doing all right yep. yeah yep. and her husband's doing all right i think he's an agent or something mm -hmm. he's bringing in the big box but one person online is claiming that she had won the tickets during a fundraising raffle for the american Cancer Society, so it's possible she didn't pay thousands of dollars to attend the game, but maybe just like a couple thousand for the raffle. I think these <laughs> celebrities, man, sometimes you could just really get out of touch, and this is one of those where she's been a, a celebrity for so long. She was a child actress, you know? Mm -hmm. So she's been out of touch for so long that this she, it was it never showed up on her radar. Yeah, they don't know any better. It really didn't. Alright, if you're a Drake fan in St. Louis this week, it might have been your lucky day because he bet over a million dollars for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. He ended up walking away with 2.346 million, Ooh. so it's a profit of over a million dollars. Oh he's God. claiming he's going to make a fan 
quote, super blessed in St. Louis. So shout out to all y'all in Missouri. He bets a million dollars on almost every big sporting Dang. event. I don't know how he does it. I don't have the guts for that. I man. do not have This it was either. the very first time I ever went online and I bet on the Super Bowl. Uh, I bet on the Chiefs and I won. I don't have the stomach for it. And mine was only like $200. Yeah, you're watching a whole different game than everybody <laughs> totally else. Totally different game, man. <laughs> All right, should Taylor Swift be worried about Travis Kelsey's outburst at the Super Bowl? A sports psychologist weighs in. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Valentine's Day, the day for romance, man. You're so in love. You want to go to the, the mountaintop and just yell to the world, I love this woman. For what reason? You want to have your Tom Cruise moment. Remember that on Oprah? Jumping on the couch. When he made an idiot out of himself. But at least he felt it. Uh-huh. I remember watching that going, I want to feel like that someday with somebody. But they didn't really last. Um, <laughs> but maybe you're having that moment. We don't have a mountain to take you to, but we do have a radio station. We have an antenna. So you want to call right now, one eight five five Burt Show. Let us be jealous of your love. You got so much love inside. You want to say it publicly. Tell us who you love. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Excellent. All right, it's Valentine's Day. Go ahead. Shout to the world who you love and why. I just wanted to tell Larkin that I let her this morning. She's heading to work, doesn't feel good. And even last night, though she doesn't feel good, she still uh, did Valentine's Day cookies with the kids just to make their day great this morning. I just wanted to tell her I loved her. That's very nice. Oh, oh, right. Nice job, Ryan. This yes, is sir. not in lieu of a gift, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, good morning. You are on the Bird Show. Go ahead. Profess that love. Yes, I want to profess my love to my wife, Susan. Uh, back in 2010, I met this amazing woman on um, GayMatch.com. And ever since then, she's always taken care of my heart. Mm. And in the line of work I do, when I go to work every day, she makes me feel good that I want to return home and do everything I can for her. She's patient, kind, beautiful, loving, the best woman I've ever met. Oh, that's beautiful so right that's there. Beautiful. You know what, Christine? You don't have to give her a gift today. That was beautiful. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was very good. Um, okay, Christine, um, before we move on, gaymatch.com. Uh, is this a little bit like black Twitter? Like it's just there? You don't really go to gaymatch.com? <laughs> or is this... You no, no it, it was real. Back then it was, you went to gaymatch.com and then it had um, same-sex couples um, that they would hook you up with. It okay. wasn't a ruse. It wasn't, it was pretty good. Yeah. It's better than calling 1-900-BABE. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Okay, it does what? not exist anymore. Oh. Okay. Something else popped up. Oh, hey. I bet it did. Yeah, Uh All right, good morning, Ashley. You are on the Bird Show. Profess your love on Valentine's Day. Hey, I wanted to give a shout-out to my – oh, I'm crying already. (laughs) Um, To my fiancé, Ryan. He is just my best friend. Um, The wedding planning experience has been so fun, so easy. He – we mesh so well together. I mean, I could not ask for a better person to wake up to every day or come home to every day. I always like to say that even my worst days are better than they ever have been just because he's there. Wow. I love all this love. Wow. No, this is what you want right here. Somebody that's talking about their significant other that you can't even get the words out without getting all choked up and crying. That's great. That's, that's beautiful. beautiful. Congratulations on the upcoming nuptials, Ashley. 
Yes. Thank you. So happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. No, everybody from here from here on, everybody has to end the call with sorry, Abby. (laughs) (laughs) Abby's writing that name down. She's like, oh, she'll be calling back from Rose of Roses in about a a year. I just want Abby to respond to all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Abby, why don't you take this one? It's Jacob. Go ahead. What's Jacob? What's up? Abby, let me apologize in advance. Um, I want to profess my love to my girlfriend, Grace. Um, we have just gotten back together. After we had been apart for two years. Um, I knew she was special. I knew she was perfect. I took her for granted because I wanted to see what else was out there. It was the biggest mistake of my life. And I can tell you right now, nothing compares to Grace. She's perfect. Every, perf- every part of her is perfect. And so she gave me a second chance, and I'm thankful, forever thankful for that. I mean, did, did you cheat on her? When, the, in the, yeah, when you say you took her for granted? Why, why are you turning <laughs> something beautiful into something ugly? Well, you gave me the mic. No, that, was, that was a mistake. <laughs> Lesson learned. Well, awesome. Love, love this for you, Grace. He said that he gave, so she gave you a second chance because you messed up so badly? That's why I asked if you cheated. Yeah. No, I didn't mess up. I was just out there. I just thought I could do better and I couldn't. Yeah, he broke up with her. Sometimes you have to realize like, you know, what you have, it has to go away for a bit and then you're like, damn, I screwed up. You know what? I love this for you, Grace. (laughs) Go, Grace. could really feel that, Abby. You're really really feeling it. That's beautiful, Jacob. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, Good morning. Ruben, you were on the Burt Show. Hi. Burt, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, It's actually my birthday, but I want to give my love my wife and my little daughter, my wife Megan, and my little daughter Camden. Um, they are the center of my world. They made me a better person. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be the dude I am today without them. That's beautiful. Happy, birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday. birthday! Thank you so so much, guys. Uh, Megan, I love you in my heart. I wouldn't know what to do without you. Love you, baby girl. Thank you for calling. Yay. That's awesome. How did that make you feel, there, Abby? Really good. <laughs> <laughs> I love knowing that everyone's having such a great day today. It's <laughs> my, my favorite segment ever. Uh, and, and this is Kelsey. Why don't you handle this one? What's up, Kelsey? I'm just calling to tell my husband, Josh, that I love him more than anything in this world. He is my best friend. We have been through it time and time again. We have four beautiful children. Um, one of them who is autistic, but he is amazing, and all the challenges that life has thrown us with it has been rough, but I am so thankful that I get to do it with him. I wouldn't change a thing. He is absolutely the best father and best husband a girl could ask for. Kelsey, I'm so glad your love has endured. Congrats. <laughs> Sorry, Abby. <laughs> Congrats on finding enduring love. All right, Stephen, your call has to start with Sorry, Abby, but. Sorry, Abby, but uh, I just want to give my uh, my new newlywed wife, Taryn, a happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Happy Valentine's Day. We love you. I got my son in the car and my daughter in the car. You want to say something to her? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag kid life. It's all good, Steven. It's all good. 
right. Happy Valentine's Day. To yeah. you too. Right. Bye now. Is it a happy Valentine's Day? It yeah, is. is it? it? Uh huh. Yeah. Feeling it. Are you feeling the love? Yeah. Is it just seeping through your pores? No. My my Taylor Swift cardigan is blocking it out. <laughs> my bulletproof vest for the day. Good morning, Tyler. Please start your call with sorry, Abby, but. Sorry, Abby, but uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm wishing my wife of 13 years a uh, happy Valentine's Day. We got together when we were 14, and it's been going strong since then. We have three wonderful kids, and I love you, baby. Hope you have a good day at work. We'll see you when you get home. That's beautiful. Happy awesome. Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And Abby, your anthem this morning? No, she Turn definitely is. Stop, stop, turn Who's she got? She yeah. got the cat, man. She got Della. Yeah. Are oh. you really by yourself if you get to go home to a furry little critter? She yes. got Della. Yeah. Would you like to do, would you like to profess your love to Della right now? Oh, Della. Thank oh. you, babe. Amber's oh. in the hallway. Thank you, Amber, for giving me that little heart. Della, I can't wait to get home to you and, and cry into your little whiskers and watch the notebook with you and <laughs> die alone with you next to me. <laughs> oh I, I'm keeping you alive till the end of time. <laughs> You're all I got, baby. Man, it just got worse. It did get worse. That's what I thought. Should have left it alone. Couldn't get any worse. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, Katie, you are public enemy number one now in one local spot that you can't go back to. I can never show my face in a place that I've gone to for years. Is this the place across the street again? No, okay. no, no. Still safe there, right? Yeah, still safe. For now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. The new crew may ruin that. <laughs> but this place I've gone to for years, and it's kind of my safe place, one of my safe places. Mm. I know that I can go in there alone. I know I can go there with friends. I know I can possibly maybe go on a date there. I know the owner. I know the bartenders. I know the servers. Like, this is my spot. And so if I bring someone to my spot, I would want you to act accordingly mm-hmm. into my spot. Behave yourself, yeah. right? Right. Show some decorum. A little bit of decorum. Like repre- take my spot. Yeah, they're representing you. Yeah. You're an extension of me when yes. we go to this spot. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I went out um, like last week with a friend. Just took a friend's like, mm-hmm. hey, what you want to do? She's like, I want to go out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. I know a spot where we can go. And this is like during the week, by the way. It's not like a weekend thing. It's a during the week. And she had a rough week at work. And I was like, you know what? Just unwind. Don't worry about anything. I'll drive and you can drink, right? Because you seem like you need a couple of drinks. So we get to this place and I really just wanted food. I get some food. Mm-hmm. She gets a drink. We're at like sitting at the bar. Like we're not sitting at a table or anything like just at the bar. By drink number two, I can tell she's starting to feel a little bit. And she's friendly. She starts socializing with people. There's a guy trying to hit on her. And he's like, yo, can I get you a drink? She's like, sure. You know, so she's drinking more. Then by like drink number four, she starts to act a little, you know, mm-hmm. too friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. She's making friends with people behind at another table, walking over to them like, hey, what's up? What's up? Oh, no. But now mm-hmm. it's progressively getting embarrassing for me mm-hmm. because I'm typically chill when I go to this place. Is she, like, drunk? Like, is she being, uh, like, making a fool of herself? Like, yeah. Obnoxious? obnoxious? It's getting to that point. I'm watching the levels. The levels from friendly to too friendly to Mm -hmm. now you're making people uncomfortable. Uh So, like, what are you doing? And she's so drunk, (laughs) she can't read the room. So she doesn't know. Like, when she's talking to people, they probably don't want to talk to her anymore. She doesn't know how to exit. Yes. Okay. And so there was a moment where I kind of pulled her aside. I'm like, you know, just calm down a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, I know we're having fun, but... 
you know, just relax. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll just say it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, the manager, he's like, yo, Katie, I want to show you something that we're working on. I'm like, all right, cool. So I leave her at the bar. I'm like, you good? She's like, yeah, I made new friends. I was like, okay. And I go with the manager and he's showing me something in a completely different room. And like a minute or so later, I hear, where is Katie? Mm-hmm. Where did Katie go? And I'm like, I know. I know that's not who I think that is. Like, calling my name down the hall. And mind you, music is playing in this place, too. Like, this is an establishment. So I'm like, oh. I go out in the hall. The chef is like, is she with you? I'm like, yeah. Oh, so oh, yeah. now. She's that loud that you can hear her over the music? That loud wow. that I can hear her over the music. And I'm just like, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. I'm telling the manager, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll just calm her down. So I sit with her. And then when I sit with her, the server's like, well, while you were gone, she pissed the bartender off. <gasps> And I was like, how did she piss the bartender off? She's like, she said something to her and it pissed her off. And then I'm looking at the bartender and she just has her arms crossed. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not good, right? Uh -uh. So then I turn to my friend. I'm like, what did you say to the bartender? She's like, I didn't say anything too crazy. It wasn't. And the bartender's like, yes, she did. And so I'm asking the bartender, what did you say? And it's it's so bad that the bartender didn't want to repeat it to me of what she said. Uh Uh-oh. And so then I'm looking at her like, how? I'm like, did you apologize? So then she tries to apologize and the bartender's not accepting her apology. So I'm like, oh, this is this is bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm just mouthing to her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> I am so sorry. What's your cash app? Like, so I'm I'm trying to tip the bartender extra because she was like serving us too. Mm-hmm. I'm like trying to tip her. I'm like, I am so sorry. And it, she was just so sloppy drunk mm-hmm. and it embarrassed yeah. me around my favorite people that I always go to. And I'm like, now I don't know if I can show my face in there. And I come back in there yeah. like, oh, there are those Katie bringing in crazies. I'm kind of feeling a, a little <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit about the same about Tongue and Groove right now. So Tongue and Groove is the place that we had our party on Friday night, our Bitter Bowl, right? So uh, we had a uh, section set up for Burt Show staff. So we would go, we would escape a little bit, then we'd go back in the crowd, hang with listeners and stuff like that, right? Well, while I was in that area, I'm ordering bottles for everybody. A vodka bottle for you and a vodka bottle for you and one for you too. Cassie comes up to me and she's like, I tried to order just a glass of wine, but they brought a whole bottle out. <laughs> she was so, dude, she was so nervous and so worried about that. Yeah, she's like, they brought a whole bottle. I don't know what to do. And now it's already open and we have to take it. <laughs> and I'm like, don't even sweat it we'll take care of it right so i leave bitterball right and i don't know if it's my i don't think it's my responsibility to pay the bill there i don't think i did it last year and i did certainly didn't do it this year but those bottles at tongue and groove i'm guessing a vodka i, I think i saw like 200 dollars or something like that oh they expensive okay they expensive. Sure at least that bottle service is not cheap it's not cheap at all so i leave when the event is over i'm or i'm ready to leave and i kind of duck out right and then i realize like was i responsible for the billy i mean it's a burt show event or did we just stiff our servers of all that cash. So I start texting people at the office, the salesperson. Well, you text me. You're like, who's the sales guy that's in charge of time here? We just stiffed I'm like, here's all this info. Because I don't want them to think yeah. that, you know, usually at these events, like the radio station pays for the staff to be there. And if you're going to have bottle service, the radio station pays for it. That area's been a little cloudy in the last couple of years. Tell Abby what happened at Qtopia. 
Was that the one where the general manager? At the amphitheater, yes. Yeah, I don't even remember all the details, but we had an event there also. Same type situation where uh, the entire staff, I put my card down for the Burt Show staff, right, so everybody could drink for free. But at some point or another, everybody from the Q99 sales staff was in on it. The promotion staff was in on it. It's really not a problem, right? Uh, I get the bill, though, and the next day it was how much? It was like... Thousands, right? Yeah, it was over a thousand. It was like, it was so steep, and there's so many shots on there and yeah. we're, we're all looking at each other and we're like I didn't need any shots <laughs> so all right, we found out later that our general manager at the time was using my credit card to let his staff <laughs> drink at our event what oh yeah he was like I'm getting paid back for everything Bird has ever done ever so I still haven't received an email or a text back from anybody in the sales department, the rep on the tongue and groove. He hasn't hit you back? I have no idea if they got stiffed or not. I'm ready to like call tongue and groove and go, please let me back in there. I swear to you, I did not stiff you. I don't know where it stands right now. To this moment, you don't know. I have no idea. Been paid. I have no idea at all. Well, we'll know if they want to do the event again next year or not. Yeah, if we're not invited back, then we know that they never got paid. Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense. Right, it's the Virtual. The Virtual.